This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. All right, of course we're back, and it's going to be another exciting episode. And before I get going and introduce, introduce our guest today, I want you to go to Sherwood.tv and subscribe to the newsletters, find out what and who's coming next. Why do you want to do that? Because everybody wants free stuff, man. So hook in, get free stuff. We want to bless you, help you, and encourage you along the lines to replace what might be missing in your own health care. Without further ado, our guest today is Dr. Steve Paxton. A few weeks ago, Dr. Steve walked into my office uh, and wanted to talk. And I thought, here we go again. What am I getting? But I, I met a man who has an incredible story. And it so impressed me, uh, his story, his passion, his vigor, and his skill and expertise for what he does now, that I thought it appropriate to bring him on our podcast to in turn inspire you. So, Steve, man, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mark, for having me. This is awesome to be a part of this and uh, really appreciate what you do and making this possible for all of us to share our stories and just to be out there with people. And, and uh, I hope to hear a lot of feedback. Oh, yeah, we'll do. We'll do well with that. And, you know, it, just to kind of remind us where we all were, you know, I remember, you know, us getting acquainted for the very first time, really you walked in my office. I'd never met you before. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're a chiropractor and but your story's unique, you know. You you've been on this planet a few decades, man, right? And I'm yeah, I'll be uh, sixty here coming in May. And uh, you, I just got out of school. I'm like, what? What are you talking about, man? Yeah. So you you got to share that. I mean, you you that's a story. So I want to hear that. What what where did that come from? What where would you go? Where have you been? Background. I appreciate it, Mark. Yeah, um, long time ago, I I grew up. Uh, my father was a pastor, and uh, I thought I'd go into the ministry, but that was just one of those things that uh, wasn't really my direct calling to be a part of that, and uh, got interested in computers and things, and I ended up uh, working with Hewlett Packard for 23 years, all kinds of positions there, sales, marketing, support, training, all kinds of things, and very technical and enjoyed that a lot because I really enjoyed working with people, and I started out in a sales office, so I was working with people, helping them solve problems there. And along the way, um, after my father, my father passed away when I was 11 mm. and my mom remarried and that actually opened the doors. You, you know, the, the way God works in our life is pretty incredible. Uh, we look back and we can see every step along the way that he's preparing us for whatever's coming next, but we don't know what's next. It's always kind of an unknown out there. But as life has gone along and a lot of these stories will come out you begin to trust him more and more that he's got it all in, in his hands. And I, I don't know where I'm going, but I know that it's good because he, he wants it to be good that way for us. So my father passed, but my mom remarried that sent us to Texas and uh, Texas was a land of opportunity. You might say it, it changed my life in a, a number of different ways, really enjoyed it. Um, got to work for HP and learned so much um, that he provided for us every, throughout that time. It was just a wonderful experience. And then um, as, well, one of the key parts I wanted to bring up was my stepfather was quite, uh, was also a pastor, but he was much more in using his hands, uh, skilled craftsman in a lot of different ways. 
And so I learned a lot of skills that way that I needed f- future in life, but I was learning how to swing a hammer, cut a board and do all those things, which was a lot of fun. Um, but didn't know how that I'd use that in the future, but those are skills I started learning. After that, um, my career with HP took us from Dallas to Colorado and had a great time for uh, 20 of those 23 years. And those last few years were tough. Uh, a lot of layoffs and things that just uh, wore on you. And it's like you had to lay your friends off. You saw others being laid off. And it, it was just, it was a, a tough time. And so I I couldn't volunteer, but uh, I told my boss when I knew this next round of layoffs was coming, it's okay to let me go. And sure enough, he I got laid off at that point in time. And uh, But that opened up an opportunity. Um, I took six months to relax and try to figure out, well, God, where do you want me to be next? And, uh, and that was a good, it was a good time just to kind of sit back and say, what's the next step for me? I'm a, I don't know. I had thought I'd go to work for HP. I'd work 30 years. I'd retire, you know, and do whatever. But as time went along, it became more and more evident that that's not what God had in store for me, Mm -hmm. that really there's not a lot of retirement in the Bible. (laughs) And it's, it's pretty much how do I finish well? And I mean, uh, 23 years with HP, I was still pretty young. So only about 45 at that time. So a lot of life ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, a door opened wide up for me at the uh, church we were attending to become the executive pastor there. So all that skill that he had trained me over the years of how to work on things, how to run a business, how to manage people and those kinds of things were all then applied there at the, the church. And so I, to me, it was kind of a dream job. I get to work with people, get to serve. I was also what's called connection pastor. So I was always help, working with people and helping them to get connected into our church and just love that. I would go in Sunday morning being a little bit tired, but just energized by seeing all the people and getting to connect with them. So that was, you know, and, and through that time, I was getting closer to people, working with people and uh, just loved solving problems, but just you know, it was from shifting from solving technical problems to working with people to help them. And again, I thought I was going to be there forever. And I was there for about, oh, nine and a half years. And at about eight and a half years, there was just these little nudges that were saying, I'm not through with you yet. It's, um, there's, there's more to life than this. And I want you to do something else. And at first I was like, no way, you know, what am I going to do? And I'm having too much fun here. Why would I want to change? But, uh, it kept coming, uh, little little words that would be said, a little change in the, the direction of where the church was. And it was nothing bad. It was always an encouragement. It was just one of those things that were saying, it's time to, to make a change. And so again, it was like, well, what am I going to do? And I, I thought a lot about uh, all the different things that I was skilled in per se, and none of it was exciting to do as a job. And about 12 years before that, I had started going to chiropractor. Um, my background was that chiropractors were quacks. I mean, the American <laughs> Medical Association, I, get, I don't know if I can say that or not. but You can. They, you can. They, they had done a good job of, uh, with their committee on quackery of telling everybody how bad chiropractic care was. But uh, through my years at the church, I met a lot of people that use chiropractors. We had an excellent chiropractor in the church and just 
began seeing him and seeing the beauty of how chiropractic care worked and just loved how people responded to it, just all the pluses of that. So as I was pondering on what to do, um, literally one day out of nowhere, that thought came to mind, what about becoming a chiropractor? And it's like, it's it's crazy, but why not? (laughs) So I started talking to other folks that I trusted and asking if that was the right path for me or not. And Everybody seemed to think that would be a good good role for me. And, you know, one aspect while I was there at the church that um, always had I pondered on was as I was growing up and we think about the future of beyond this world and going to heaven and being a part of that, it's, it always sounded kind of boring. It's like, well, what, what could it be like? And um, as I pondered on that a lot, I began to think that, if we understand scripture correctly, we'll have a new body, kind of restored body, and a lot of these aches and pains we're dealing with today will go away. At least that's the hope, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but our mind's not going to be perfect. We're not going to become gods, per se. We're going to still be not knowing everything at that point. So what would what brings joy to us today is people interaction and learning something new. Mm-hmm. So that thought had been set into my mind. And so when I thought about it, it's like, well, I think I'll spend eternity learning, growing and becoming better all along, you know, little bit by little bit. Mm-hmm. So when it came to chiropractic and that choice of do you really want to go back to school? I never wanted to go back to school. <laughs> and um, but. With that thought in mind, it's like, well, why not? I get to learn more. I get to grow. I get to continue to develop some skills that way. And I think, again, looking back, God was preparing me all along that way. So headed out, um, went to Davenport for Iowa for Palmer Chiropractic College and had a great time. Um, It was a tough time at school, very, very uh, intense schooling, but God provided, and I excelled at it and had a good time. And, you know, as I was going through school, I was always looking to, I'm getting ready to go help people. But the thing that struck me as along the way was, what about now? You know, God didn't put me at that school with all these people, a lot of them half my age. Well, a lot of them less than half my age. A lot of them were my kid's age or younger. Mm. And, uh, but he didn't put me there for just to go through school. And so there was some good interactions. It was, it was fun getting to know the students, connecting with them, being able to pour into their lives at that time. And again, God's providing all along. He's preparing and providing. So that, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, and then uh, as I was preparing, well, there's a lot to that story as far as going through school and preparing to come out and how this even took place, how I even got to this point. Um, as I, I started school there, um, I had the traditional chiropractic model, which is excellent. It's worked mm-hmm. extremely well for a long time. And as we were studying, we began to study a lot more about um, what's called fascia. Um, fascia is that connective tissue, the tissue right underneath your arm, and your, right underneath your skin, but it also forms around muscles and around your bones. It's everywhere, basically. It's all interconnected. And the, the example I give to people is if you take a, if you ever bought a roasted chicken, 
and you peel back the skin and you see this kind of fibrous stuff and you go to the meat and you're starting to pull that off. Well, that's fascia. That's, that's the fascia around things. It interconnects the whole body. And it made a lot of, it really resonated with me, made a lot of sense that if a, if a bone's out of place, why is it out of place? And something is pulling it out of place and causing it to happen. And so why couldn't that be the, the fascia system that we used to just ignore? And now we're looking at it as the biggest organ in our body and maybe the most valuable part of our body to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that resonated with me. And I began to learn about something called QSM3 and how that works with the fascia to bring the body upright um, when your posture begins to degrade. And and as I got involved in that group, which made a whole lot of sense, and that's the style that I, I use today, that's how I met Dr. Matt, Dr. Matt Hunt, who I'm with Hunt Spinal Care, mm-hmm. um, which is an interesting story because I looked at where I had family, uh, different parts of the U.S., and said, okay, well, where are chiropractors that use this particular technique, and where is someone that I would like to work with? And I had met Matt, and... Um, had a great time with him when we had connected at some of the conferences. So I sent him an email, said, Hey, have you ever considered an associate or a preceptorship and that kind of thing? And yeah. he, he said, funny, you should ask. I was thinking about you. And uh, yeah. So it, it's just like out of the blue that, that all came together. And we had, we'd connected in different ways through the club at school and through the conferences. Uh, and then, so that all came together for me to be an uh, intern under him and do my preceptorship there. But as time was going along, it was he was saying, well, I'm not sure if at this time it's really best for me to add an associate. So it's like, well, oh, I mean, I had a great experience here. Um, as I said earlier, as I look back, back God's going to take care of it. That's that's fine. It's, it's a path. It's part of the steps of me getting ready to go someplace else. And so I interviewed with a, another group that was actually down in Texas. Um, and they have something where they put you on deck. They basically hire you, but they don't place you until they have an opening. So they have 200 locations and you get placed as they have a need. So you get on deck and wait. Well, what hit? But COVID hit. Oh, so. So that delayed things. So I was all ready to go work for them. We were planning that and uh, COVID hit and just delayed everything for quite a while. But in God's perfect timing, that allowed us to get our home ready to sell in Iowa, to get done with that. We moved out. We went down over to Colorado where my daughter um, had just had our first grandson. So that was oh, exciting. Congratulations. Thank yes. you. Yeah, he's quite a kid. We, we love it. And But we were able to spend like two and a half months with them that I would have never had the opportunity to do had I gone straight into a job and be working again. And so that that was a huge blessing. Um, And then as I'm searching around, kind of seeing, well, where do you want me, God? Where do you where do you want me to go? Um, It was still a possibility to go to this group in Texas. But um, out of the seriously, out of the blue, Dr. Hunt calls up and said, hey, what do you, are you interested in being an associate still? <laughs> and we jumped on it. Wow. And that, uh, that led us to come here and led me to walk into your office yeah. and get to meet you. And uh, that's just, it's just phenomenal. So it's been a, been quite a trip. 
Steve, when you look at all that, I mean, I, you know, I'm just utterly amazed at the journey because it seems like there was a lot of places where people can relate. It's places where I'm here, but I don't know where I'm going next, like uh, places of uncertainty. And I think, especially with uh, the history of COVID, there's a lot of uncertainty that has sort of blossomed in the world in various circumstances. How did you deal with all that? I mean, seriously, I mean, I know the canned answer is, you know, I trusted God. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but take us through maybe the, the the struggles with that, you know, like maybe some of the, boy, I don't, I don't know. Maybe take us through one, one of those issues. Cause I know we all have them and we're just being transparent here. So yeah. what, what, how did you process that and finally reconcile that? You know what? God does have something for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's a combination of things, I guess. I mean, scripture tells us to be content wherever we're at. And I could look around and just each day just had a confidence that that was, it was going to come together, you know, and I didn't know where it was going to come together, but this world is just crazy. There's always going to be problems. And if I focus on all the problems, then I can, I can lose lose focus. I mean, I, I, I get depressed and down and, and it, it just weighs me down that way. And yeah, I had moments of that. It's like, well, where are we going to go? I just spent all this time, but I, I felt that God doesn't take me through chiropractic school for no reason. Now that doesn't guarantee that I'm going to become a chiropractor, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use that somehow. And so I, it was a, it was just that balance of saying, enjoy the moment that the time that you have and keep your focus on what you have control over and not the things that are out of my control. COVID's totally out of my control. I have no way to impact that really other than impact those around me. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, my wife struggled a little bit more than I did. And so that was some very good time that we had together. And I was able to focus on her and, and work with her through some of this process mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just reminded me daily that this was the right thing. And I grounded myself. I got connected with a, a small group of guys that were studying scripture. And, and yeah. just being together with other people makes a difference. Other like-minded people that yeah. have that same faith, that can encourage each other. Iron sharpens iron. We need that. We need that encouragement. And so that that, that was really key was... Um, taking it day by day, focusing on the things that I could control and engaging and not backing out, not closing in and isolating myself with being connected with people however way I could. Um, sometimes it was Zoom mm-hmm. and sometimes it was in person, but how do I stay connected with people and keep my focus? And there's Steve, a- how similar is it being a pastor and now a chiropractor? Do you mm-hmm. find parallels? And if so, why and what are they? Yeah. Yeah, the the nice thing about um, where I'm at now, we don't separate our faith out. We don't bring it in, you know, it's not just shoved in people's faces, but it's part of our conviction that God made the body. Um, you may have heard the, the statement above, down, inside out. That meanings that God above built, put inside of us who we are and our living body. And it was meant from the inside out to perform and function and heal itself. 
God created that. Um, and it, it's, you're going to have to replay, re, redo the question for well, me. Yeah, I, I was asking, you know, the, the similarities. Yeah. Um, between, yeah. Between so I see in our practice. Yeah. Yeah. So I see at, at church seeing the, the person um, and working with the individual and providing um, a healing touch in different ways. Because when, and, and, and touch is so important, yeah. when we could come up to someone and pray with them and put a hand on them and pray with them right there and, say, and touch their lives or s- simply just a smile would bring life to a person. And in chiropractic care, I get to touch people in a way that helps release their nervous system to that they can function better. So when I come up and work with someone, you know, there's a, a calming effect by being able to to touch them in an appropriate way, mind you. Yes. But yeah, I mean, we're we're touching in a and being able to um, bring about that comfort and being able to smile. I mean, even through the mask, you know, somebody said the other day, I can at least see your smile through the mask. You know, yeah. So, you know, so that's a that's a good thing. But yeah, there's definitely parallels of hurting people that need a touch, a care, a good word of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at chiropractic as, as we're in the business of hope. Yeah. Well, as a pastor, we were in the business of hope. They're slightly different in the sense that hope in eternity, hope in, in God, but we're in the business of people coming up to us and saying, you're my last resort yeah. and being able to give them hope. Um, and it comes from because of my faith in God that I can give that hope. Steve, when you were in school, you went back to school, obviously, in your your 50s there, and um, yeah. you're dealing with people, uh, students that are different maturity levels. Uh, talk about a kind of a two-pronged question. First part, how challenging was that for you going back to school at that amount of time? And then perhaps maybe a, an opportunity or a testimonial on and how you were able to impact some other's life that was younger than you yeah. going through the same thing you're going through, but you were a different time in, in, um, in your maturity. No, it, it, there was many a day I would walk into the school facing a major exam of some nature and, and getting down a little bit and worried about it. And then I said, you know, I get to do this. I don't have to. I could walk away today. I get to do this. So enjoy the moment the best I could. And yeah, I, that, there was some pretty stressful times getting through all the exams and so forth and the board exams and so forth that were really uh, very intense. Um, but because I felt like I, I get to do this and I had that goal at the end of being able to help people, uh, getting through this and doing the best I could, it's, it was, it was just one day at a time and it, it worked very well. But along the way, I, uh, there's one guy in particular that we, we really connected well. He was struggling at first of whether he should be there, what should what's his future like and so forth and just a good kid but just struggling and uh, through the the months and years we got to be really good friends and connect a lot and had a lot lot of good talks and conversations about God in our life and just um, that he's here there there is a reason there and just the reason we even connected was uh, it was encouraging me and encouraging him and how could we help each other that way and 
at the end, um, when we were at graduation, uh, his mom and grandmother came up and, you know, gave me a hug and said, thank you for, for the connection that we had made. And it was pretty special just to, to hear those words. And, and I, and I, you know, I hope for him and hope that, um, He'll continue to do well. We stay a little connected, but after graduation, y'all run to the winds, but it's, it's there. But that, that was, there was several, but that's the most special one for me. That's so powerful. Steve, talk about QSM3. You know, people may have not heard of that before. I have, but for our listeners, they're like, what is that? There's multiple styles of chiropractic, but yeah. specifically, what is QSM3? Why is it different? And what's been your experience of that? Yeah. Well, um, QSM3 stands for Quantum Spinal Mechanics Three-Dimensional. It came out of uh, most of the the doctors that practice it, not all, but most of them uh, have a NUCA background, which NUCA, yet another thing people may not know that much about, but basically NUCA focuses on the top vertebrates, the atlas, the C1 up here at the very top, right under the skull, in positioning that and manipulating that so that it's positioned properly. Well, a doctor out of Atlanta, Dr. Russell Friedman, um, was a board-certified NUCA doctor that um, just kind of a tinkerer. You know, it wasn't things weren't quite good enough for him, and that's what really gives him a lot of power and a lot of strength is how do I make it better? How do I continue to learn? How do I grow? Which that also resonates with me. I want to I want to continue to do that and figure this out. But he looked at it and said, we're primarily looking at this thing in two dimensions, and we really need to be looking at three dimensions, thus the three in QSM3. And what's really happening with the body? Are we really looking at a bone out of place or is it something more global? And so as he looks at a person, he sees more of a global breakdown in a person than simply a bone out of place, Mm -hmm. which is, there's excellent techniques that have helped a lot of people. So I don't, it's just, this is kind of a step forward as we begin to look at the fascia and how it interacts in the body we began to look at another level of chiropractic care. So if you, one of the ways I like to look at it is our body is kind of like a Coke can. It has a lot of integrity when it's in perfect shape and you can push down on a Coke can and it'll hold its, its position. It's, it's a tensegrity as it would be called maybe, but it holds its integrity there. But along the way, you can put a little nix in that can, which is like, traumas in our life. They can be major, they can be minor, but they put a few nicks in there and it still holds up, but it's starting to weaken a little bit. Once that final little nick goes in, the can not only crushes down, but it spirals down. Mm -hmm. Because gravity by itself, no problem when the can's whole, but as it gets to that point, then it just pushes down. Gravity is a constant on our body all the time. So when we're upright and spines aligned, everything is good. Our postural muscles, the ones that are working all the time, hold us up just fine. But as life impacts us, we start to break down a little bit. We'll get a low shoulder, a low hip. We'll start to lean a little bit. Um, We look at how much weight is on each feet. We put you on two scales and we kind of see which way you're going that direction. Once we break down enough and our body is in a weakened state, then we start to twist, just like that Coke can. The weight of gravity no longer can is can we hold it up. It applies on us, and we start to twist down. So we see that, 
in QSM theory. We look at the body. We look at how it's twisting. We look at how it's breaking down. And our goal is not is to bring that back up, get the twist out, get our our body aligned and back up as straight as as our body can support. So we go in and kind of, and the process along the way is our body adapts. I mean, we have people come in with terrible looking postures and necks you wouldn't believe how straight or how crooked, you know, whatever. They're they're all over the map, and they may be just fine because the body is adapted so well. But at some point, pain starts to happen because if I'm leaning off to this side because of some trauma that's caused me to lean that direction, because our body is adapting to pain. So when we get hurt, the body is moving to say, I don't want that pain, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move away from it. But the muscles on the other side are, are screaming back there, I'm holding you up with all I can. And, it's, and those muscles are not our postural muscles. They're not supposed to be firing all the time. So we start to have pain either from those holding up or the ones that are getting compressed down here or the nerves that are getting compressed on one side, whatever it may be. And so by getting that up and aligned, we can allow that to relax the things to fall back in place. And uh, amazing things have happened. We've seen, uh, I had a lady, this was back in school and she was leaning off to the right quite a bit and she had TMJ and TMJ can be for a lot of different reasons. Um, so they had tried quite a few other techniques there at the school in our in our uh, clinic, and nothing had really resolved that. And we came in. I did a one single um, adjustment with QSM three, and her TMJ pain went away because it was wow. associated with that muscle tension over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we continued to care for her to keep it from coming back, of course. Um, and that doesn't happen all the time. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're not out there s- solving individual problems. All I worked on was getting this the body upright, get the structure proper, and the function will follow. You know, it's and so that and many other over the the months, I've seen so many amazing things come up, and it's just it's, it's just exciting. And so I just fell in love with QSM three and uh, the guys that that do it, and it's it's been a, it's been really good, really good. Well, I tell you, you know, it's fascinating. And um, we've had, you know, your your partner in crime there, Dr. Matt, on the podcast before as well. Yeah. And um, certainly um, at the time of our broadcast here, uh, which I have an appointment there. So yeah. time this goes out, I will be a veteran of your care there and you I will be a testimonial as well. So yeah. I, I thank you in advance for that. And even in hindsight, so those of you are listening that that messed with your head. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, figure that one out. Right. Um, as we're closing up with time, Steve, you know, there's people out there that, um, you know, you, you, there's so much inspiration and so much hope in not just what you do, but your story and the way you broadcast that giving God the glory and the credit to it. I mean, there's so many little points of contact there, the points of relation that we can all um, grab onto. But with that said, there's people out there right now that that are, let's say they're looking for hope. Yeah. And, and I'll just let you go with that. What do you got to say to them right now? They're, they're looking for hope, Steve. What does Steve Paxson have to say? Yeah. Well, first off, um, I think I go back to what I said earlier. Um, when we focus on the things that we have somewhat control over 
and not on those that are totally out of our control, we can begin to center ourselves and feel like we're being more productive, that we're pro moving forward and utilizing the, the blessings and the skills that God's given us. I see it, it all comes back to my faith as far as hope goes. I mean, it, it's just grounded in that, that this world is only a temporary thing. I can't put my faith in this world or in a government or an election or any of those things, because those are driven by a man in a fallen world. My hope comes from the fact that I know my creator, that I have my faith there, that he's made me wonderfully and beautifully. And I, I want to give that opportunity to others that are hurting because when you're hurting, it's like when you're focused on something that is out of your control, you can get down and depressed. If you're hurting in any way, you're focused on that and it's hard to get out of that. And you just struggle with the, the stress of that in your life and you become irritable and just, uh, it can be hard to sleep, hard to function, hard to do anything. So I want to be able to give people hope that they can restore their life to a point where they can actually enjoy the life that we have now. And that comes multiple fold. It's, it's thoughts, traumas, toxins is what was beat into us at school. And, and the thoughts is, is hope that, you know, both of us can give in our, our place where we can encourage people that there's, we can help them move forward. We can provide some relief to where they're at, but ultimately it's God who does the healing. We don't do the healing. God does the healing. And it's, we're just freeing it to make it easier to, to make it happen um, in the best we know how. Um, the, the toxins, you guys handle that extremely well and just work on that. So that's where we, the partnership is so awesome in that respect. And the traumas that we have in everyday life, um, that's what breaks us down, gets us into that crunch position. We want to release that and make that happen. So I want to give people that, that hope that says there is something better. It's not, let's, let's get our focus on what's all so bad. And that was the other thing. 2020 brought us so many things to focus on negatively. But I look back on 2020 and yeah, there was, we've talked about several things. Yeah, didn't get the job when I thought I was going to. This didn't happen. That didn't happen. But I got to spend time with my grandchild. I got to spend time with my wife. I got to graduate. I got to start with Dr. Hunt. I'm having a great, you know, it's, it's when we Focus on things that we don't like, it drags us down. So I guess the, the final thing I would kind of leave with maybe is I think about my relationship with my wife. We've been married for 37, almost 38 years now. And along the way, I could have focused on the things that I didn't like about her. But I chose to focus on the things that I loved about her and the reason we got married. And, that's, and that makes it special. It not only helps to focus on the good things, but it, it's made me come to appreciate many of the things that I initially didn't like because I focused on how much I love her. And I see that in every relationship that we have, we can focus on the things we dislike about somebody, or we can focus on the things we do like about somebody. And when we focus on the negative, it drags us down and everybody else with us. When we focus on the positive, that can lift us up give us there is hope for the future. God did create us in a positive way. And yeah, there's negative things out there and there's people hurting. No question. We need to help everybody that we can, but God's walking 
through this life with us. And he's right there. If we just count on him, um, you, you can't go wrong. Well said. There's nothing that I could add to that to make it any better. Just let that sit there and marinate. Dr. Steve Paxton, Hunt Spinal Care, Tulsa, Oklahoma. We'll make sure we put the link to the, the practice where you can go see Dr. Steve and Dr. Matt. Um, just really appreciate you, sir. Thank you for sharing your story, your life, and thank you really for being a part of our lives. And we get the honor and blessing of, of, of being able to call you friend. And so we, we really consider that with high regard. So thank you so much for joining us today on Healthcare's Missing Link. Well, thank you. And uh, the same respect. I just cherish getting to know you guys. It's been an awesome adventure and we're, it's all part of the journey. It's all part of the journey. The people in our lives are so important. We got to appreciate it. And the journey continues, ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen. With all of us together, uh, share the word, share the wealth, share the hope. Become a hope dealer. Absolutely. As Dr. Michelle and I said many times, be a hope dealer. Um, go to Sherwood.tv, subscribe. You'll find out who's coming up next, what's coming up next, newsletters, et cetera. Again, you can see other interviews like Dr. Steve on our podcast, et cetera, and make sure to not let anything steal your health. It doesn't have to. You deserve the best. Be the best. Live the best and have some hope. We'll see you next time on Healthcare's Missing Link. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.